When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends Kristen Valboni Miles Simmons, and Will Bryan. Hey, everybody. We're back. It's the, uh, wait, group chat? No. No, that's not it. Um, uh, oh, yeah. It's the happy half hour. And I have some new friends. I found some new people. I went down, uh, I've been on uh, this whole, like, internet thing and been trying to find some people to hang out with since we've been quarantining. And I found some new people. I want to introduce you guys. It's uh, Kristen and Miles. Welcome, guys. Well, What's you know up? What? Hello, Will. I just got to take issue with one part of your intro, and that's where you said you found some new friends. And you know what? We're colleagues and everything, but I just wouldn't go that far yet. I really wouldn't. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I can I can literally call Max right now and get him to hop on, and, and he can tell you about how great friends you guys are going to be with me as soon as <laughs> as soon as we're done with this podcast. I'm kind of the opposite way where I've never met someone who wasn't my friend. Like, I think I'm friends with everybody. I talked to someone once. I'm like, we're, we're close now. So I'm, I'm on board, Will. Thank you. Well, we, we already know how this is going to go. We're, uh, it's, <laughs> it's going to be the, the Kristen and Will show. And then like Miles is going to start talking. We're just going to hit the mute button. Oh, I like that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> so it's the happy half hour. We've, We've signed off from the group chat a couple months ago. Um, Caroline's moved on. Max has moved on. But we have some new people in-house. Kristen is our new ever do-everything reporter. You've seen her everywhere on social, on Panthers.com. She even already like preempted this and started her own podcast. You know, that's fun. <laughs> well, okay. I needed a warm-up. I'm, I'm, I needed a warm-up for the Happy Half Hour podcast. So uh, I'm doing a podcast with the players. Uh, just to get ready for, for you, Will and Miles. Right, yeah. So plug we're, plug we're the podcast, Kristen. <laughs> yeah, it's called the weight room. So we're, we're talking to players about um, about you know how they're how they're kind of keeping their minds right, their bodies right, uh, just how everything's going in the midst of this quarantine. So that's fun. But like I said, it's all just practice uh, to get ready for this. Miles, what have you been doing? Um, I've been doing a lot of weird things. So I guess the the thing that we should start with here probably is the fact that I am not currently in Charlotte. Like, I currently live in Las Vegas. And the fun part of everything that I think has gone on in terms of, like, me getting this job and me starting this job. like So I interviewed the two days before uh, the NBA shut down. Actually, no, no, no. It was the day before everything shut down with Rudy Gobert, you know, testing positive with the NBA. And that was also the week that, of course, the NCAA tournament was supposed to start. So, you know, maybe this is too inside baseball. I don't know. But the, funnily enough, right, like I thought that after everything shut down, like I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm not going to get that job because who's going to hire me in the middle of a pandemic? And lo and behold, here we are. So the funny thing is that I still am in Las Vegas and I did just – recently take a trip out to Charlotte to sort of try to find an apartment. Um, we'll see how that ends up. Um, but yeah, that's uh, me in a nutshell. Can we, the- can we do, can we like do a straw poll of our listeners and then have them just tweet at you where they think you should live in Charlotte? Cause they're very opinionated. Yes, please. I can use all the help I can get. Wait, what are the, so I've never, I'm from North Carolina, but I've never lived in Charlotte. What, what are the listeners 
uh, strong opinions. Do they tend to go one way or another, Will, in terms of where to live? Because I might be on the wrong side of this. I don't know. Well, I mean, I certainly know where where I like, and I'm I'm a I'm a Plaza Noda person, which okay. can clash with like the whole yeah you South would be thing. What yeah, does that mean? I, see that. I don't know. I just felt like saying. I just felt like <laughs> see, I don't know. I haven't lived in Charlotte long enough. I haven't been. Nothing has been open. I moved to Charlotte two months ago. Nothing's been open. So I have no idea what that means. But it just seemed like the right thing to say. And like you, do you know what a, what a South End person is versus a Plaza, Nota, a Plaza Nota person? I would assume Plaza Nota is a little more... Uh, I would assume South End is... Uh, can I say this? I don't know. This is just coming from an outsider. Just the vibe I've gotten from what I've heard people say is like South End would be a little more bougie and Plaza mm-hmm. Nota would be a little more, I don't know if hipster is the right word, but like laid back. It's a little more artsy over there. Am I, am I on? I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to get roasted. I, so. I feel which like. Is, which okay. is funny because some people have like called me, they say that I dress like I'm like a, a like somewhat fratty, which is funny that I more tend to just want to drink IPAs and hang out over here. But you know, that's me. Oh, okay, so you're well, giving off South End vibes, you think? But you're actually... I, I think I just don't know how to dress otherwise. I mean, it's either like just <laughs> like polos and free things that I've been given, or it that's pretty much it. Are you from... Well, I'm sorry, I don't know this. Are you from North Carolina? I'm from Charleston, actually. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. I was going to say, I grew up in North Carolina. Of course you don't know another way to dress. Like, that's what we've <laughs> grown up with, right? Like that's yeah that's how people who are from here dress like myself included on the on the girls end i got like 20 pairs of nike shorts isn't that like, like i'm still in college <laughs> you know i just yeah i get it miles what, what about you what would you call your personal style um that's really interesting i i'm the type of person that like i figure out one thing to wear and then i just buy pretty much all of the versions of that thing to wear so like a couple years ago i figured out that uh vests and long sleeve shirts that button downs go very well together with jeans so basically i wore that every single day and so there was a time where i literally like (laughs) there's a brand if ted baker wants to sponsor me that'd be awesome so ted baker makes these vests right and that first when uh the rams went to london i guess it was in 16 or 17 i went to a ted baker store and i bought this red vest and i was like man i really like this red vest i wish that they were made in another color and i saw that they were made in two more colors so i got the blue vest first and then i decided that the blue vest was great but then there was also a gray one so one day I ordered this gray vest and so it came to my work on accident, but I was there with a colleague who was also a friend. And so he saw that I had gotten something from Ted Baker and he looks at the box and he looks at me and he goes, is that another vest? I was like, yeah. He's like, it's the last color, isn't it? It's gray, isn't it? I was like, yeah. So that's kind of my style. Basically, I just look for something. And if I think it works, then I wear it that I wear the heck out of it. I think I just need to see a picture of a red vest. I don't know if I've ever seen a red vest, but oh, that was your first vest. color. Yes. Oh, yeah. we need to see. We need this posted somewhere. Uh, trust we me, don't see because you're in Vegas. So we obviously can't see each other. I need to see this red vest in action. Well, if we ever are working at the same building, I tr- you can trust and believe that I will be wearing the three versions of this vest. You know, once it gets to like, I don't, I don't know, what temperature does it get to in December in uh, Charlotte? Like, does it get to it around like on the hours? It, it's it's <laughs> oh. like thirty-five degrees at, at like Whoa. eight a.m. and then it's like sixty-seven by one, and then it's back down to thirty-five by eight. So it kind of depends well, on see- which time of day. But that's perfect vest weather because you need the vest it's when you true. come out you in the morning. <laughs> then the best part about the vest is you can take it off. Like it's a it's a total layer, right? So like once you're in the building, you're in the office, you need to go do whatever. You can just keep on your long sleeve button down. And then that's the perfectly good style, right? And then afterwards when you need to go back home from work, then boom, you just put on your vest again. Have you have you talked to Coach Rule about this whole vest thing? Oh, no, man. but so like he used to wear the vest. Well, his I, was I a different – I think it was a little bit different than, like, a Ted Baker red vest. He yeah. wore, like, the smock, really. But let me tell you, I, so you talk about style. My style right now in quarantine is basically gym shorts, long sleeve shirt, but then also, like, a smock style, like, no-sleeved hoodie. 
So Matt Rule and I may oh. get along very well ah, in terms of style. Yeah, mine is um, because I'm doing a lot of so I just filmed something um, uh, it, with the fancy camera upstairs. So I have on like a respectable on camera shirt, you know, like a blouse, if you will, and then just shorts like just short, like I've tucked my blouse into a pair of shorts and that's just been my whole vibe for quarantine because well, yeah, really you've actually like had to go to work. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, we've all had no, to go to work, but I've had, but to, no like, one yeah. has to see us. Yeah. I would, nice actually, I would say that's different. Uh, not necessarily because miles and I've been doing these interviews with the coaches and I mean, my part is recorded and those are going out every week as we get to know this new coaching staff, but they, Miles does see them on the back end of that as he gets ready for his mm. written article. And he's seeing them really early too. Like we talked with Joe Brady at 9am Eastern when we did his interview. So Miles was up at 6am just showing Joe Brady, just like Miles wake up, just vibes. Fortunately, yes, it's true. Fortunately, you know, I don't, I'm a man and I don't have to do that much to get myself ready. Right. So (laughs) I can just kind of hop, roll out of bed, hop on the call and my hair is really short. So I don't really have to like comb it or anything. And then, uh, you know, everything's fine. So (laughs) I, you know, it's nice to be a guy sometimes. Yeah. There's a definite difference on the days that I'm recording stuff and the days that I'm not when we're doing like zoom meetings. I'm like, look, this is what you're getting today. Everybody like, watch out like hair all over the place no makeup it is what it is there's only so much you can do in quarantine you know i think that that's perfectly fine i don't even like to turn my camera on on those things uh yeah you guys haven't gotten haircuts yet right i actually did um i had not for like three and a half months but everything phase two in north carolina started uh friday friday afternoon right will uh last friday Mm -hmm. um and so i have really really dark roots i don't even know if you guys know what those are being guys but uh and then i have like highlighted hair okay okay so what i did was i was the first customer in um uh, my hairdresser's shop and it was all very very you know uh there were waivers signed there was lots of uh disinfectant there were masks but it was nice to to get in there and do something a little bit normal but it also did feel safe uh, or safe as possible so i have i have had a haircut for the first time miles, in forever miles what, what about you is anything opening out there or can you get haircuts out there uh you know what i cut my own hair so and i've done it for How? Like the past six How's or seven possible? years how do you get the back i just i don't know i i am the kind of person that like <laughs> i just i you know i put on the number one guard and just go to town and uh yeah wow what does the back of your are you are you even in the back back of my head probably looks ridiculous to quote mad tv uh but no (laughs) the back of your head is ridiculous (laughs) yes exactly uh but i think it worked i don't know it's worked for me for years i probably like do like the the problem is right like i need a lineup like real 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 bad i i haven't had one a proper one for years and years and years um but I think the amount of money I've saved, you know, not going to get haircuts and because, you know, you buy a pair of clippers and it's 30 bucks and it lasts you for years and years and years versus having to go to a barber shop and spending 10 to $12 every two to three weeks. Like that's, or I, I don't even know how much haircuts cost now. Like that, I feel like I'm really an out of touch human being when I say <laughs> things like that. But I, yeah, I, I just don't know. So I just feel like the amount of money I've saved has made it totally worth it. Well, what's your take on this? I can't really comment cause I'm not a guy. Would you ever cut your own hair? Uh, I mean, no, I, I've, so I, I had, I finally got like the back in a little bit of the sides over my ears trimmed up by my girlfriend. And she was like completely nervous the entire time, just with the clippers. Um, admittedly, I kind of was too. But it's, <laughs> but even then, yeah, there's no way there's no way I could do the back without just going straight, you know, completely buzz. And even then, it, I still feel like the buzz amount would be way low and very like, you know, wavy and circular. I I don't know. It would it would be bad. I but I'm also the guy. I'm the guy that doesn't spend more than seventeen dollars for a haircut at like Great Clips. So I've been that guy for however many years. I can't relate to that 
Yeah, but that's a that's see okay, but this is a societal pressure thing, especially well, for my you, right? Job is right, that's exactly camera. what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, you, if your job is to be on camera, like you, there is a certain expectation of how women are supposed to look, right? And so I think that I am very fortunate because in the times that I have been on camera, there are there is much 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 less pressure, and all I feel like I have to do is have my hair sort of you know short and a certain length, and then I just put on something that I think is decent and then that I go on camera and that's about it uh, as a woman like that's it's much more complicated for you well miles we have a wake-up call for you now that you're working for the Carolina Panthers we don't accept that level of of you know <laughs> <laughs> you, mediocrity you have, se- you have yes I wasn't gonna say it but there you go you have to step up your game in terms of you know we are Kristen's exclusively... not gonna share she's not gonna share the camera with you if, if that's yeah. your attitude exclusively you know what? That's we fine. only want to see the back of your head and make sure that uh, it's in a straight line <laughs> I feel, you know I what feel like there will be a check every time you do something on camera I now. feel like you need to take a picture and then post it to your social like I would love to, to see that so that everyone bet... can see it I will not be doing that, but I will say that one of my favorite sayings is you did not wake up today to be mediocre, and I think I need to start living by that more with the back of my head. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Or at least my, my one of my favorite sayings is, you know, pictures or it didn't happen. So I just think <laughs> you can continue to do it, but we need to see a picture or a video of, of you cutting your own hair. That's all I'm asking. For. I'll do a tutorial, yeah. That'd be great. So- so real quick, I want to do a quick lightning round of one minute each. Like everyone's heard, uh, our our group chat listeners have heard Will go on and on and on about Charleston and Davidson. And oh, sorry, of... did you just refer to yourself in the third person? Yes. Yeah, but we're okay, we're, gonna, we're we're gonna we're gonna. Ignore I'm surprised you didn't just say at Panther Stats guy. You heard at Panther. <laughs> yes, and they've also they've also on heard on. that on and on and on and on. And they oh, know sorry, that there's not sorry. a second S because it's Tats guy because we ran out of characters in the Twitter handle and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. We've 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 indulged it greatly on the former the happy half hour, but I want to get a quick minute of each of you guys of where you're from, where you've worked, how'd you get here. But you don't have you can't like go on and on miles. You only have a minute, so you got you got to tell us quickly, and you got to be succinct. Hold on, let me let me put a timer on my phone so that I will actually adhere to the minute time limit because I'm actually pretty good at that. If I have a time limit, would you would you, would you give me a three, two, one, and then I'll go? How make about it like Kristen go first? And then you can, and then you can. I, I'm you can yourself up, up for it. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was really geared up for it. He's, he's, he's bummed he's got to stop his timer now. All right, I'll, I'll make this brief. Uh, I grew up in Pinehurst, North Carolina, a uh, little golf town in central North Carolina. I went to school at UNC. Um, after I graduated, I took a job at ESPN. I was a researcher. I mean, I'm no Panther stats guy, but uh, I did work in, in research um, on Mike and Mike. A morning show and they started putting me on air um i was on there for about three and a half years and you know the first year i was never on air and then eventually a little bit and then weekly and then every day um in addition to to being their researcher uh it's something i always wanted to do so i ended up going taking a job with fox sports out in la I was a host of a show called at the buzzer i did some sideline there and then i went to stadium which is a, a network in chicago and i did a bunch of college football and basketball sideline and hosted a bunch of studio shows. And then I had this opportunity of a lifetime to come home and and cover the team. I've grown up rooting for the Panthers and uh, move back to North Carolina. So very happy to be here. Hopefully I made it under a minute. That was great. Miles, did you know, fun bit of uh, Panthers stats guy trivia. I actually was the official stats coordinator for a game that Kristen called. I did, did not I? know that. How would did I have I known know that? that Will? I, I don't know. Did you? I don't. It was three or four. I can't remember how many years ago. It was at Davidson. It was a stadium game at Davidson. Yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah, I remember doing that game. You were the stat. I don't know if I knew that. I was. I was for like the um, for the for the truck. For their graphics and everything. Oh, you were in the so, truck. Okay. Cool. No, I, I, didn't I know was. If you were, I was like, like the guy like, on the. Yeah, it was like it was like talent stats, but the other one, the official stats. Yeah. So I was still yeah. out on the court, but you know, you're giving stuff to the truck. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember that yeah. game. I loved it because I got to go home um, and see my mom 
and then I drove up to the game. I remember I stopped at Bojangles like twice on the way up. And then I think again wow. on the way back. I mean, look, when you don't live in North Carolina, you got to go. So I do I remember driving on to the Davidson campus and having like just Bojangles bags in my car. But that's a story for another time. Yeah, I did not know that. Well, that's yeah. funny. Huh. I like that you asked Miles if he knew that. <laughs> like, what else did you know? Miles is like, yes, I did. I, I do remember that game Miles on stadium. I, sh- I should have said yes. <laughs> Awesome. Yes, and it could have been like an improv thing. Gosh, uh, okay. what a small world. Do I get uh-huh. to go now? You do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Will and I are going to relive some more memories. <laughs> you should. I'll just like stand over here in the corner talking to myself. Okay, um, I'm going to set the timer, and I'll go in three, two. All right, so I grew up in Cleveland, so that makes me kind of a sad sports fan until 2016 when the Cavs finally ended our 52-year championship drought, and then I cried in a hotel room where I was staying at the time. Um, so, but I, from Cleveland, I went to Columbia uh, for college, and then after that, actually, I spent about eight weeks in Charlotte working for Sporting News at an internship. And then I got hired by the then St. Louis Rams. I have 30 seconds left. And so then I worked for them for five years and moved from St. Louis to L.A. with the team, which is why I was in that hotel room when the Cavs won the NBA Finals in 2016 because we were all staying in Oxnard together as the team was going through its offseason program. I got 15 seconds. So from there, (laughs) I stayed in L.A. for about three years. Then I started to work for the Las Vegas Review Journal covering the Raiders last year until I just got this job um, in March. That's a minute. Nice. Nice. Got it in. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Thank and you. I like so that you brought you guys... it full circle in the hotel room part. That was good storytelling. Wow. Thank you. It's a writer so, right yeah, there. <laughs> you, guys, you guys were both like interviewing for this right before the pandemic hit. Yeah. Like, how, weird, how weird was it to literally start a new job and not know anybody because you don't actually get to like go into an office and work with people? Well, it, it, very weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chris, I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go first here. But like, so as I alluded to earlier, right, I my day to interview was Tuesday, March 10th, I guess that was. I don't know. Whatever. But the next day, like I flew back to Las Vegas and then the next day was when Rudy Gobert tested positive and literally everything in America basically shut down. And so, as I said earlier, I, I didn't think that this was going to really become um, a possibility at all. But I think the weirder part for me is that now, so when I left the Rams last August, I moved to Oakland because that's where the Raiders were. Right. And so then from there, I moved from Oakland to Las Vegas because the team obviously is going to be here um, in January. And now I'm going to move again for the third time in a calendar year uh, coming up in the next month or so. So I think that's a one weird part and B you're right. Like I know basically you two and our boss and not really anybody else on our staff, which is, it is what it is. Right. I think that that's something that everybody is kind of going through in this remote situation, but yeah, it's, it's been odd for, for sure. How about you, Kristen? Yeah, no, it's been, it's been different. I mean, we, I got to meet, a lot of people beforehand. I I was there in February. Um, so I got to meet Will. I got to meet uh, some of the people that I'd be working with, um, PR staff, et cetera. But then there were a lot of people that, that I haven't gotten to meet. So, But I feel like I know them now, right? It did take me a while to be like, okay, you're, you do graphics, you do social media. Because no one was like, hey, here's an org chart. I was like, all right, so you're, <laughs> you're, you're sending me an email because I don't know. Uh, so that took me a little bit. But I feel like I finally got my footing with everyone. And everyone is so awesome um, and has made me feel so at home. Um, like we've done, like we all played Pictionary on Zoom a couple of weeks ago. You know, like stuff like that has, has been really fun and really helpful and having all these video calls to know who everyone is. But I do think it's going to be very weird when I've developed these relationships over Slack and email and phone calls with people that I've worked with, but I've never met them in person. So I for sure I'm going to the first day that everyone's allowed to safely be back. I for sure I'm going to walk past people that I know well, like electronically and not know who they are in the flesh. Like that's going to be strange. You know what it's going to be like? It's going to be like catfish. 
We should get news. <laughs> <laughs> come in and help us navigate our I'm new world. We're going to have to meet everyone all over again, you know? So It's true. Has it been weird for you, Will, working? I mean, obviously you didn't start like Miles and I did, but how has working from home been for you? The one thing I've, like when we try to schedule time, your calendar is so crazy in terms of meetings and meetings and meetings and meetings. I mean, how has the, the transition been for you? Yeah, so it's, I think the, you know, I, I'm kind of in a different place where, you know, I kind of have to work with a lot of different groups of departments. Um, so, you know, doing all the different things in our platforms, working with marketing, ticketing, um, kind of some of our out, outside vendors. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like there's there's a, everyone wants to have more meetings now because everyone just kind of knows where you are. You know, like I think at one point there was, yeah, you, you know, know, like, well, home. you know, they're, they're busy. We all know where you are. Like you're sitting at your home. So call me now. <laughs> you know, so that, yeah. there's, there's a little bit of that that like took some getting used to at first. Like the first week, I think the first week we were doing this or the first couple of weeks was like free agency. And that's kind of a, a time period yeah. where you just never know when, you know, hey, you get a notice like we're, we're going to be signing this guy, get something ready real quick. And then it could happen at any minute. So there was just this constant on edge sense while you're also, you know, having all these new groups trying to kind of do digital meetings and, and kind of moving, you know, cause for so many groups, uh, for the Panthers that usually are doing things out in the community or doing entertainment events or, or, you know, literally things in person, they all had to kind of shift their business to a digital form. And I think that's kind of been all of us needing to kind of work through that together um, so there's kind of more on us for the website and on social and on the app and all those sort of things. So it's, it's been really, it's kind of slowed down now that we've gotten through the draft and schedule release and everything. But yeah, the first couple of weeks were, it was nonstop and you just, you just keep going, you know, it's like six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock. We still know where you are. You're still home. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, no, you don't know where I am. Um, yeah. So that was, that was kind of weird at first strange times man and it's something everyone's going through but it is it is interesting that even though we all work for the same organization and in the same department it's been i mean really different for all of us right getting adjusted to this so always good to hear how everybody else is is handling it yeah and so for you you guys you guys have both already you know kind of had to jump with two feet in with covering this team you know especially without you know meeting the players meeting the coaches in person what's kind of been one story or one nugget or one thing you've you picked up on that you can talk about uh, from either like a video interview or a story miles that you've written that you think has just been really cool so far that you've gotten to know. I was gonna say I think mine. There's definitely stuff that I just I don't know if anyone else relates to it that watches my stuff, but there is definitely stuff that I just like live for, and I had one of those experiences. Uh, like it's just like the most silly stuff possible. And I had one of those experiences that kind of came to fruition a couple of weeks ago. So at the draft, we did this almost five hour live show. We had all these incredible guests um, and it was amazing. And we had one guest uh, named George Munoz, who was, uh, he was an LSU, he was on the LSU offensive coaching staff. And, you know, of course, we were talking about Joe Burrow. It was the night of the draft. He was going number one overall. But then at the end, I kind of asked him, I said, look, you know, we're working with Joe Brady this season. If someone wanted to get on his good side, like, does he have a favorite candy? Um, does he have a, like a baked good that he liked? Like, how can you get in, you know, good with him so that if I, you know, go ask him questions, I'll answer them. And, and he started laughing and he said, bring him a candle. He said he's a he's a candle guy, loves candles. He's always in his office. Um, because he's working all the time. And so he likes his office to smell good. And I just like kept that in my back pocket for two or three weeks. And I was like, the first time I talk to Joe Brady, I'm asking him about the candles. Like, that's all I want to do. It's just like, the, that's the first thing that I wanted to know was like, what kind of candles do you like? And so we got to, we're doing this miles and I are doing this get to know you, um, series. And Joe Brady was the, the first, uh, person on the coaching staff that we got to talk to and I mean that was like my first question out of the gate I was like heard you're a big candle guy like please elaborate and he like showed me the candle that he had in his office it's like lavender and cedar wood and I don't know that's just the kind of stuff that I, I live for like getting to know that kind of stuff about people and hearing something uh, you know during one segment or one show and then being able to to ask the person about it and it kind of having this 
this moment that you would never know that about Joe Brady, that he loves candles. So I don't know. That's the kind of stuff that I like as a viewer um, or as a listener or as someone that's consuming content, love to know that kind of stuff about the team that I root for and the the people that I'm following, the coaching staff, like those little insights. And so that was fun for me. It was a small moment, but it's like that kind of stuff is so fun for me. I thought that that moment was awesome, mainly because he was like, oh, I don't know if I'm that big of a candle guy, and then proceeded to tell you about his favorite Two scent seconds later, pulled candle. the candle into and, the frame. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and had it right there. The other, my other favorite part of uh, that conversation you had with him was when he said, I love Excel. Like, who loves Excel? Like, that's just such an interesting know. thing to say for a coach. But yeah, I mean, clearly it's working for him, you know, based on the way his career has yeah. uh, progressed. So that was fun. But I just love to know those little things about people. That's the kind of stuff that I just absolutely love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, that's I what my say... three minutes spiel on candles. Sorry. <laughs> Do I only, I, I guess I get a minute again. Um, I'm not timing myself this time though. No. Um, I think my favorite <laughs> thing that I've worked on so far probably has been the Stephen Weatherly story that is up at Panthers.com. If you want to go read it right now. Um, and Plug. because he's so, yeah, yeah, obviously. I mean, come on, Kristen, don't, don't give away the game. Um, no, but I, I think he's so interesting. Um, and he's done a lot of stuff, um, in the past with the Vikings internal content team. And, you know, hopefully if things allow, um, we can continue to do some cool stuff with him too, but he's the kind of person who he describes himself as weird and a nerd kind of guy, but I just think he's very interesting because he has so many different, for lack of a better word, interests. He has played many different instruments. He's played nine different instruments. Um, obviously, he has gotten himself to a level where he is a productive NFL player, and now he is going to try to compete for a starting role on a team that needs people to be able to step up and be productive at defensive ends. So, I just think from an off-the-field standpoint and an on-the-field standpoint, he is a very interesting guy, and he's the kind of guy that I think you want to root for. Yeah, I, I, I love that story. Um, I mean, just, just going through it and reading it and adding stuff to it, he, he and you, you kind of kept going. I kept scrolling, and there's like new sets of paragraphs, and I'm like, oh, my God. And then he's like, and then I did this, and then I like this, and then I'm into this. And you just it just kept getting more and more, and you're like, when, oh, who is this guy? Like, yeah. what is yeah. this? One of the things that's been so cool for me these last two months is the way that, you know, I, obviously this is, you know, such a tough time in, in all the things going on that are, you know, so tragic kind of, you know, the, the stories that we hear about and, you know, finding some of the silver linings, especially in our very small little world is, is just the way that we've been able to have conversations with guys that might not have happened otherwise. Like, you know, we, we've talked about this, but that five hour show on the first night of the draft, th there is no way that you're getting all of those people just to have a conversation with on, on an interview platform. But the fact that everyone's just sitting at home because we have nothing else to do, we are all at home and the ease of just hitting join from your phone on a Zoom call and to have, you know, peppers and Luke and Steph Curry and, and all of these guys just hop on, you know, we, we've got another video coming up with some guys from that, from that Oh three team, which is just incredible. And, and I think that's, that's been this really cool thing to watch um, of hearing these stories and seeing kind of guys be normal, like these celebrities, yeah. these football players kind of, we're, we're literally all going through the same thing. You know, you have these, these athletes that are like, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a field to work out on, or I don't even have a basketball court to like, practice on these NBA players and they're just like us. They're all at home trying to learn how to cook and, you know, and trying to find what to stream on Netflix. I think that's, that's been a really interesting kind of sidebar of all of this. It really has been. I, and I think it started with the draft, like the actual draft that ESPN put on. I was wondering, you know, as we started to do our own show, well, that you talked about how this was going to look, you know, you're expecting the, the expectation going into this draft when it was planned out a year ago, it was like, these guys are going to be coming over on boats in the Bellagio hotel and, you know, the dancing fountains and all that. And instead everybody's in their house. And I got to say, I enjoyed it more than a lot of the drafts I've seen in recent years, because it's, 
it's back to what you said. Well, it's so relatable. Like, it's just you see everyone at home with their families as their lives are being changed. And I mean, you still get that on a regular draft, but it's just you're at home, you know, with your people and you get to see kind of into their lives. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Another thing I loved was the the rookie draft. We did a zoom call with, with the whole class. Um, and we got to, at the start of the, the zoom, none of them really knew each other. Like they hadn't spoken. Um, they'd been on some like group texts or whatever, but they hadn't had a chance. And then by the end they were cracking jokes. They were saying, who's going to be the 2k champ. Who's going to beat, you know, who in spades, like challenging each other. And you could see like, we got to, be a fly on the wall for them to get to know each other, which is also another thing that I don't think you, you see, um, if this were a a normal year. So I think you're right. It's, it's been really cool to, to see certain things that in spite of everything that's going on, there have been some bright spots in in terms of like content and what you're able to do and, and kind of relating to people on a much more human level. That's been really cool. All right. We got We got to play a game. Um, and like props to Kristen for coming up with this. So these are all of her her suggestions, right? So if they're if they're lame or weird, we're blaming it on her. Okay. <laughs> that wow. started out really nice, and then I it, it was it was yeah. yeah. <laughs> props to Kristen for these lame for, game th- suggestions. If they're, if they're good, <laughs> if they're good, I'm taking credit. All and right. if they're not, it's on it's on Kristen. So the game is one's got to go. So it's a category with three things. And then we say who's got to go, and then we make fun of Miles for why he picked the wrong thing. I do have to say, I do have to say, my my priority in this, as I was coming up with these, was to throw some North Carolina, South Carolina things in there, and then just see what Miles thinks of them. That's really where I wanted to go with this. I really have not spent much time in the South, right? Like I did have that eight week stint in Charlotte, but other than that, I've really not spent much time in the South, even though I've lived pretty much all over the country. So uh, let's go. I'm I'm into it. Yep. Miles, feel free to take some time right now and quickly Google some of these things if you don't know what they are, (laughs) but they're coming at you quick. All right. Southern foods. One's got to go. Grits, fried chicken, or biscuits. I'll start it off. Uh, I love all of these this was you know this was tough but if one has to go i guess it's gonna be grits although i did have some grits recently and they were delicious um but there's no way i can get rid of biscuits there's no way i can get rid of fried chicken well i think you should go next and we'll give miles some time to kind of process it so one's gotta go this is gonna be controversial with biscuits for me what i've never i've never been a biscuits and gravy guy i like a good bojangles biscuit or just any other biscuit from any other of our, our great sponsors. Um, <laughs> but but well, no, I, don't I like, I like biscuits and gravy, but I just like a nice, what? like, but I feel my grandmother it, used to see? make like buttermilk biscuits. They're the best. Right. But I've had literally, I, I literally have the thing of grits. The instant grits has been in my cupboard and is consistently there all my life. It's just always been there. Grits have always been a part of things. Always been a part of Will. All right. All right, Miles, where are you going? All right. Well, first of all, at least you guys, ah! neither of you said fried chicken. I mean, like, because if well, anybody yeah. says fried chicken, I'm calling the FBI. All right. Like, you, you, like that's <laughs> fried chicken. Fried chicken is the one thing that should be able to bring us all together. Now, I don't necessarily know what the right fried chicken establishment to go to is in North Carolina, but I am a huge Popeyes fan. Like, a Popeyes three piece spicy, you know, two thighs and a leg. Like, I'm in heaven. Um, but the, to answer the actual question here, the answer is grits. I mean, grits are gross. Like they're, they're just gross. like, what? no, like, I'm sorry. Like they're it's just, first of all, I they're not gross. They're I don't like the, I don't like the texture. I can't handle it. I don't know why. Amazing. Like there's just a couple things that, like I'm a big foodie person, but there are a couple things that I just can't really do. Like grits are one of them. Like I'll try them and you know, people put the shrimp in there, the bacon yeah. and the cheese and everything. And it should be really good, but I just can never get over the texture. So the two things that I really just can't stand when it comes to food are grits and asparagus. I think asparagus is nasty. Wow, we have different. I love both of those things. I wow. Well, I'll never eat from your plate. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> On the team trips, we'll know who's going for the grits and asparagus and who isn't. Wow, grits are nasty. Wow, like I think yep. lima beans are nasty. I would never say grits, but anyway. All right, uh, all right. Miles all right, has some suspect opinions. That, and we were yeah. going to come up. Grits will be a part of every podcast from here on just to make fun of miles all right 
Next category, non-NFL sports, which one has to go? NBA, college football, UFC. All right. Uh, okay, I'll go first this time. Uh, the answer is easy here. Also, UFC. I mean, yep. like, look. Agreed. I, NBA, I miss the NBA playoffs a lot right now, and I understand that it's a safety issue as to why they're not happening. So I'm not saying that we should just get NBA players together and just play basketball and not have it be safe. But I, one of my favorite things about you know April, May, and June is the NBA playoffs. And it's funny, being a Cavs fan, last year you would think that it would not have been the same and that it would have been worse because the Cavs weren't in it. But I'll tell you what, man, after even after four years of LeBron and we only had that one championship out of it because Kevin Durant, never mind. Uh, but, you know, you get the NBA playoffs and it was just really, really fun. Like I had so much fun just watching all those games. So I really miss that. And college football, I love college football. I mean, I love, I love any football. I will watch whatever is on television because – I, that's just who I am. Um, and also, honestly, though, as I have been more associated with Las Vegas and I've lived here for a few months, like I've I've enjoyed UFC more and I do enjoy it. But if one's got to go, it's got to be UFC. Kristen? Yeah, I agree. I, I thought maybe you guys might have more of an affinity to UFC um, than I did when I was making this question. Although I will say, guys, let's all be honest. It was awesome when it was on the other day because there's been – no live sports on for forever. I was so into those fights uh, what, a few weeks ago. I was like, this is amazing. But yeah, in a normal world, UFC's got to go. Yeah, I, I would I would say UFC over the – I can give you four or five other things that I'm still picking over UFC. So that one that one's pretty easy for me. Okay, okay. Not so controversial on this one. All right, next one. Breakfast cereals. This one could be interesting. Lucky Charms, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Fruit Loops. All right, there's one right answer here, so I'm going to see what you guys say. I mean, they can all go. I don't remember what? the last time I had. What? What? No. Get out, Miles. I'm no longer I, doing this podcast. I don't remember the last time I ate cereal. I'm being dead serious. I, I don't remember okay, so the last so as a kid. Yeah, as a kid, though. Uh, I mean, I don't know. They're, I like Lucky Charms because they got marshmallows in it. Uh, cinnamon toast crunch is cool. What either any one of them can go. I like honest to god, I don't. It just Fruit Loops. All right, I guess I'll say Fruit Loops can go because cinnamon toast crunch is all right. And yeah, I don't. I'm not a cereal person. I don't. I don't because I don't buy milk either. Like if uh, the only time I'm buying milk is if I'm making something specifically in a recipe, and usually then it's heavy cream. So I don't know what a gallon of milk costs to show my law you know my lack of touch with reality with other people again all right the, the <laughs> correct answer the correct answer is lucky charms lucky no charms can go. no heart stars fruit horseshoes loops. clovers fruit and loops. Oh, loops. Fruit loops. No. lots loops. of golden There's rainbows and, and the red apple jacks and cinnamon to- cinnamon toast crunch is dessert i mean first cinnamon of all, toast crunch just, is number one uh best you just cereal. eat that out the box you and then you do out the box or or you eat it and then you got the milk at the bottom oh my gosh like talk about like that's your like second helping of dessert it's just like the the cinnamony milk at the bottom so good I think lucky you guys charms need some are... higher standards for desserts man no Jeez. lucky charms are great because of the marshmallows fruit loops they're fine they can get out Wow. I don't know. Wow. Mm, I, I need to know where all, everybody else stands on this. Now. We are all mad at each other. We're never doing this again. It was a great one podcast, guys. Oh, man. Did so we even do the rest of these? Like, now I think that we, we get through them really quick. Yeah. All right. Real quickly. Um, childhood movies, Toy Story, Finding Nemo, Lion King. I don't know if I can choose, but if I had to, I might say Finding Nemo. I, too, would go with Finding Nemo. Yeah, I mean, Finding Nemo, you know, it's good. Just keep swimming and all that. But I think Toy Story and Lion King are just such landmark movies. Not that Finding Nemo isn't important within the culture, but I, I don't think you can. I, I don't. You know, Lion King, for instance, there's a Broadway play, you know, that, that's awesome. You know, you also have the newer version that's got Beyonce and Donald Glover and those people in it that I still haven't seen. Um, and Toy Story, you got four of them now. So I think Finding Nemo can go. Yep, Wait. I'll make it a clean sweep. Thank all right, all right, all right. Well, we I'm agree again. All right, we're friends again, guys. I think this all next right. one we might This next not. one, here we go. Favorite, or uh, one can go, fast food, cookout. Miles, you got to look that one up. Chick-fil-A and Shake Shack. Well, okay, first of all, I know what cookout is. I've I been, have you ever had it? 
Have you yes, had I have it? had it. I've I've okay. had it after a night of debauchery in exactly. uh, Nashville, which is, it's good. Um, but if you're giving me these three options, cookout's got to go. No! I, I suspect oh that I suspect that you people <laughs> oh would say Shake Shack, but Shake Shack to me reminds me of the some of very happy times. Um, I used to go to Shake Shack as like a celebratory thing when I was in college. And the, actually the background of my phone is a picture that I took um, from the first Shake Shack. I think it's on like 14th street in oh my Manhattan. God, you're Shake Shack a, Stan. Wow. I, I really am. Yeah. And like, it's a picture that I took what? there of the, it's a view of the empire state building. And it's, I've had it as my phone background for years. And every time I try to change it, I'm like, no, I really like that picture. Um, so yeah, I love Shake Shack. So cookouts gotta go. Well, Miles, I, I hate to tell you that you're wrong about this. I love them, all three of them. This was hard for me to pick as well. I tried to pick the ones that I liked the most, but I, I got to let Shake Shack go. And look, I lived in L.A. I lived in Chicago. I've eaten Shake Shack plenty of times. It's delicious. Nothing will ever top cookout. You can literally get – you can get a corn dog as a side at cookout. Like the milk – the fancy shakes are phenomenal. Ugh. Oh, my God. They're amazing. First of all, I'm not putting a corn dog in my body. It's, no. Oh, that's your problem. That's that's your loss. Uh, Mr. Mr. My body is a temple over here. Okay. It's an, uh, it's not that much of a temple, but I we got to have some kind of standards. Oh, not Ooh. me. Not me. My standards are cookout. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't go there often, but it is it's so good. You get all you get like three full meals on one tray for like five dollars and a shake. Uh, Will, what are you going with? I mean, cookouts love hate. Because you love it and then you hate it. Oh, you feel terrible. You feel uh, terrible. But you, but you immediately, but then you bounce back and you love it again. So it's, I mean, it has to be Shake Shack because, yeah, the you the the love for cookout. I mean, and and I love that no one even mentioned Chick Fil A. I mean, this just yeah, there's no way. There's no way. There's there's no way. That spicy yeah. deluxe sandwich? Are you kidding me? Also, I just want to point out the fact that this is elevated fast food as this category. In what well, way is cookout elevated I, fast yeah, food? Yeah, okay. So I was going to do, yeah, I, I changed it when I sent you guys the stuff. I was making notes to myself. I wasn't going to put cookout on there. I was going to put other ones. But um, but then I was like, well, I didn't know if you knew cookout. And I thought we had to have that conversation, Miles, as you being a future resident in North Carolina. So uh, disregard the word elevated. It's I mean, it's not, you know. Never mind. I'm not going to trash other places, but you know, don't justify it anymore. It's not a certain places. All right, moving on. Last one. Last one. And this is the one that uh, our podcast listeners will already know about because you guys are going to trash me and I get it. And this will be the will trash moment. I'll take it from miles. Okay. Chocolate candy, Twix, Reese's or Snickers. Wait, can I say this really quick? I love that you say Reese's. I have yes. always said Reese's yep. instead of Reese's, yep. and yep. I've been made fun of so many times throughout my life. Well, that I, was that was the like... first that was the first part was to okay, see sorry. was to see how you say it. Okay, all right, go ahead, Miles. It's definitely what, what, Reese's. Reese's. Reese's species. Uh, I, I have no big opinion on this as I do GIF versus GIF um, in terms of Reese's <laughs> versus Reese's. Um, but candy that's got to go of these three, I'd probably say Snickers because I don't feel like nuts elevate candy as much as some people think that it does. Yeah. I think Snickers is uh, garbage. So I'm, I'm out on that. Uh, wow. well, what's garbage? The... I wouldn't say garbage. Not gar- wow. Not garbage. I would never reach for one. Wow. And I feel wow, like wow, everyone, wow. I feel like everyone loves it. Okay. I'm sorry. Mr. Grits are disgusting. I, I, I didn't say like disgusting. Snickers. I said gross. I think, okay. I don't like <laughs> I don't like Snickers. I know everyone loves it. I, I mean, it's not a bad candy bar. It's not for me. I would never reach for it if I were on a road trip and I were at the store. Uh, Will, what's your opinion? I don't like peanut butter. What? Just in general? In general. Wow. Interesting. I love the peanut bo- butter I love is so versatile. Peanuts. I love you... boiled peanuts. I don't huh. like peanut butter. That's wow. strange. Well, you there have you to love boiled peanuts if you're from South Carolina, I guess. But right. Oh, is that like a thing yeah. there? Wow. Oh, it's, a thing. it's a thing. I've never lived there. I don't know. Yep. I, I wow. once went to a minor league baseball game in Virginia and asked them if they had boiled peanuts and was very upset when they were upset at me. And they were like, no, here's the bag of roasted peanuts. I'm like, no, no, that's not it. It's not even close. Oh, no, man. That's not it. Yep. Wow. Boiled so peanuts. no Reese's for you. No, no Reese's, no any of the other peanut butter things. Hmm. I feel like I've learned so much about the two of you. 
I, I feel like that too. This is good. Well, I guess we can consider ourselves friends now. Yeah. Well, I think the next step is clearly <laughs> once we all can get back into the stadium is a blind taste test of all of our least favorite foods, right? Like we're going to put some, we're going to blindfold Miles and put some grits in front of him. Maybe some peanut <gasps> butter pops up. No, is this just me? I'm the only person that had that idea. Okay. I'll be you blind. just want to torture us? <laughs> I mean, is I that think it? it's yeah. fun, but yeah. like, but I wouldn't know Who's what these things more? are because. Isn't that what friends do? Yeah. Oh. I think. <laughs> I would recognize the taste and texture of asparagus. I would recognize the texture of grits, unless you're serving polenta, in which case, like, polenta is basically the same, but for same some thing. reason I like polenta more. I don't oh. know why. Um, but, yeah, it's strange. Um, but then, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, or uh, arugula. Arugula tastes like dirt to me. That's the other I thing that I love arugula. Really like. Oh, my goodness. All right. We got completely opposite tastes. I love arugula. I'm having arugula salad uh, tomorrow. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Sam prayer for me. I do feel like we've learned so much about each other, though. Wow. I've learned that you guys have some suspect uh, one's got to go opinions, but uh, look, I'll yeah. deal with it. That's fine. All right, guys. That was fun. Should we do that again? Probably. Next week, maybe? Yeah. Sometime yeah. Place? Sure. Why not? I'm down. Let's, let's let's gather again, and then we'll we'll figure out something else to be mad at each other about. Question. <laughs> After all of this. Was this a happy half hour for you guys? It was happy. I think we went over the half hour. I'd say just a little bit. <laughs> yes, but we got you excited. It's a mindset. That's the same thing. It's what I said about happy hour when we were trying to come up with the name of the podcast. Happy hour is not necessarily a time or a place, it's a mindset. Can you get into the happy half hour mindset? And if you can do that when you're spending your half hour or longer with us, then we've done our jobs. Yeah, I agree. Well, happy Boom. first, happy half hour, guys. I love it. Thanks, guys. This was fun. This was fun. All right. See you guys next week. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.